0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm almost obsessed, I'm a fiend. (laughs) We are not subject matter experts, in Mm -hmm. particular, this lesson. So if there is any questions, ask your mom. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Because of Jesus and his death, that is now null and void, the sacrificial system.
1: You know, that's a good point. Come on. Yeah. Revelations overcomers. Revelations Revelations overcomers. Overcomers. Like, I want to be a revelation overcomers. Like, I am. I want to be
0: hearing that I'm a good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. I want to be hearing that I'm
1: greatly beloved. Yeah.
0: I think when revelations happen and stem from God, it is exciting, though. Yeah. You can't help but get excited because you're like, God, right, you're really speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Hey, everyone. everyone. You're tuned into Virtuous. It's Ira. And I'm Michelle. And happy Friday. Happy Friday. Thanks for listening and tuning back in. Mm-hmm. Mish, how was your week? Uh, really stressful actually. I feel you. I mm. echo you
1: on that one. Yeah, and the hay fever is really it's on me. Full force, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Do you know I listened to our last recording and I was like, why do I sound like that? <laughs> it's,
0: like <laughs> it's in my throat, it's it's my nasal passage or my sinus. My eyes. I don't know. My whole anatomy mm. has been attacked by this hay fever. Well, you know. Spring has sprung. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a negative reaction. I love yeah. spring. There you go. Cool. Um, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's kick it off with our prayer for everyone this week as mm-hmm. we end the week. And as we reflect, we just want to pray that may God provide you with spiritual refreshment, particularly in the areas of your life that are dehydrated or feeling dry.
1: Oh, I love that. Do you love that? Yeah, you can reach out to the uh, living water. There we go.
0: So, spiritual refreshment for everyone in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as usual, we'll be running through the five key subtopics from Sunday to Thursday, Mm -hmm. centred around our topic of the week, Mm -hmm. which is the hour of his judgment.
1: judgment. Now, before we even start, how difficult was this lesson? I read it so many times I was like, what is going on here? Daniel, please, please, Gabriel, I don't know what's going on. Like, I had to call my dad. I had to read, I even called you, like,
0: I called everybody, everybody. Yeah, I struggled. So, so the problem I have here is one revelation, as we've said, we're not experts. Clink, clunk, clunk. Yes. And and then on top of that, when you start mixing in numbers (laughs) and maths into the equation, it's it's game over for my little brain. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, I just my brain immediately shuts off, which really hurts. Mixing prophecy numbers
1: yeah. and any prophetic. Words and I could tell my dad was just getting annoyed at me because I was thinking, "Girl, get it together." Because you know, like when you're calculating BC and AD as well, like when you're going back, it's different. Like he was like, "No, it's minus, so you actually go back." No, no, you go (laughs) further. Just tell me the answer, then, Dad. Oh
0: my! I actually like hollered um, my future in-laws, and nah, I could tell they was like, "No, this (laughs) girl is dumb."
1: (laughs) Probably called called your man afterwards, like, are you sure about this?
0: (laughs) For real, I was like, no, this ain't clicking. Uh. And you know them ones when you start to feel silly, like, why hasn't it absorbed Mm. in my mind? You actually feel like, is
1: there something wrong with me? Like, why why don't I understand this? Why
0: can't I just grasp this concept? So Mm. just a heads up, everyone, what we're about to uncover and talk about on today's podcast episode is extremely complex i don't know if
1: i've fully got my head around it yet still. i don't know either but you know that's the good thing about the bible we can always go back. that's the good thing about being a student yeah, of because Bible. haven't i haven't, I haven't finished revising okay i'm still revising <laughs> yeah. the exam isn't here yet okay exactly
0: so oh. one don't hold us accountable <laughs> 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 no but secondly <laughs> let me just remind everyone again that mm-hmm. you know if you're listening to us we are not subject to matter experts in Mm -hmm. particular this lesson so if there is any questions ask your mom no i'm joking (laughs) what (laughs) we are study study we are
1: is passionate about the word of god super passionate and that's what we hope we are able to share with everyone and we're all able to experience just the love of god through studying
0: amen so yes this would be heavily heavily prophetic intertwined with a lot of maths Mm -hmm. and visual words so please do go out and study it for yourself absolutely Let's oh. get into it Oh Ooh, actually Before mm-hmm. we even get into it Remember mm-hmm. last week You set us a virtuous challenge Oh
1: yeah
0: About Basically Thinking about Things that you need To be accountable for mm-hmm. How was your week? How was that challenge for you?
1: Um, I, I, I Didn't do it Oh, look at you. But let me explain. Mm. I didn't do it, but somebody You're not did it. So, no, but to someone that. did it to me. I actually got a call from someone out of the blue mm. and it was someone once again who like did me a, a madness and I was like, "Oh, like this is actually quite nice." Mm. So, it was kind of like a reverse the completion of the challenge. Okay, okay. I'm going to take that. And it's really weird because when that happened, I thought if I ever spoke to this person, I was gonna be angry. I was gonna be rude. Ooh. But literally, when they started talking, we literally started laughing on the phone. Wow! Because I was just like, "Look yeah, at us." Life is
0: life, and yeah, yeah.
1: Who'd have, who thought me and you would be here? But wow. um, and also it was, it was crazy because there was a weird feeling of just forgiveness and letting go Amen. that also came with it. Yeah. So I actually appreciated that. Um. Yeah, that's it for me. How about you? T- t- you know what?
0: I actually quite struggled but i'll be honest with you uh i didn't intentionally try to do our challenge it just happened and then i realized snap this is our challenge so obviously you kind of encourage everyone to take accountability for a certain thing Mm -hmm. and one of the things i struggle with and i'm just going to be completely real with you Mm -hmm. i struggle with lottery ticket buying yeah Mm -hmm. i'm almost obsessed i'm a fiend (laughs) (laughs) it's two pounds and then on top of that, I love daydreaming about, you know, the possibilities are endless if you win a million pounds, right? Mm. And I found it wasn't har- it was harmless at first, mm-hmm. as, you know, some of these things that we're not supposed to be doing feel like. And it began to get in the way of my spiritual life because. Sabbath day comes and all I could think in my head was what would I do if I win this money? And I was just daydreaming and daydreaming and my mind kept saying, Yo, snap out of it. And it just wouldn't. And and then after Sabbath, I've had a tough week. <laughs> you went to and, buy a lottery ticket? Well, I I didn't, but I had a tough week because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then random you could say there were bad things that were happening. Mm-hmm. I ended up reading Deuteronomy 28 and I don't know if you ever read Deuteronomy 28 but it's basically about blessings if you're obedient and not blessings when you're disobedient (laughs) right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's talking about like you'll forever be itching like you'll have problems left right just bad things will happen to you and I just was like I think I'm being rebuked here Mm -hmm. but you know what I actually considered being rebuked from God by God was a blessing Yeah. And I think it's because I don't feel like he's ever rebuked me like that before. Mm -hmm. And being, it just made me realize, wait a second, God is disapproving my behavior here Mm -hmm. and I need to actually move into action. So Mm -hmm. I took accountability of that. So praise God. Thank you for that challenge.
1: You're welcome. (laughs) Next week, I'm sure I'll have something else to say to add on to it. But, you know, I, I hope everyone listening also you know, if, if you didn't do the challenge like me, that's okay. There's grace. We're reading a grace-filled book, yes. Revelations. So you still have another week. Exactly. <laughs> Where you can go through um, and do that challenge. Cool.
0: Oh, now we can get into it then. Yes, we can get into it. Let's, well, let's get into it. into it. Sunday it. is called The Cleansing of the Sanctuary.
1: Nobody wants to start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, okay, okay. So the cleansing of the sanctuary here in in Sunday, we are immediately introduced to the second vision that Daniel has. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, everyone, um, before we actually delve any further, please do check out Daniel eight and Daniel nine. Like, read that for yourselves because pretty much what we're running through today is centered around those two
1: chapters. Mm. Also, the cleansing of the century, sorry, when you were talking, I was thinking of this question. Before we even started going into the cleansing of the century, I think it's also important for us to understand just the history behind how that all came about. So I was reading, I think it's in like um, Exodus, around chapter, maybe start around 25, 24, 25, mm-hmm. going, going forward after Moses given the Ten Commandments and then... Um, he goes up on the mountain. Um, and just before that, like he's told um, to build um, a, a, a dwelling, a, a place where Christ can dwell yes. with, with the Israelites. And they're given specific measurements on how it's supposed to work, how mm-hmm. it's supposed to look. There's like three compartments of it. Um, so that's where we kind of see, like, kind of where it starts. And then we also then see that this in action in Leviticus, um, I think it's around Leviticus 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Around yeah. there, yeah. Um, where we actually see like the high priest, um, kind of the—I don't want to say process. There's a, there's a word to him, but my English doesn't want English today. So, kind of <laughs> like the process that he has to go through um, on the day of atonement, right? Okay, so, yep. like this is when they come and they they sacrifice. They've got a, like t- go t- no two. Two goats, yes, two goats, two goats. Uh, and one of them is a scapegoat, and everything. Yes. So you can find all that information in Leviticus. But I found it worthwhile reading it because it helped me then understand. To give you some context, to give you some what context. Running through exactly Leviticus. Generally, I found it
0: very, like Michelle said, just specific. Very. I don't, it's it's like it felt to me like reading a manual mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Like if I went to IKEA and grabbed a, I don't know table that i wanted to build or a wardrobe mm-hmm. it's just like reading so many instructions of okay and then you take this piece of wood that's like this long and measures yeah. this and it's this heavy mm-hmm. i was just like i'm not following anymore yeah but like, it's that's that's the thing with leviticus is I actually talks about uh, the kind of sacrificial system that there was before and almost what happened when you would do cleansing or whatever it might be it was just very specific and it was very complex and complicated mm-hmm. and so it does give you a lot of background knowledge that helps you to understand even more what
1: jesus jesus sacrifice actually means to us all mm, absolutely and also, when I was reading this, what I found was like the lesson they really broke down what happened <laughs> because I think they start talking about the dream on Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You're still waiting because you are yeah. like, "Okay, find out in tomorrow's lesson." Yeah. Like, no, just tell me now. Um, but are we gonna? We're not gonna do that to our listeners, are we? I don't know. I don't <laughs> let's know. see how. Let's see what let's flows see out of us. You know, All right. right, cool. So,
0: what we're reading here in the cleansing of the sanctuary is. The specific verse is Daniel eight fourteen, and mm-hmm. it says, And he said to me, for 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know about you, Mish, but off the jump, I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, all I know, all I know, yeah, all I know is that 2,300 days um, means something. That's what when I was reading. I was mm. like, okay, the, it's Daniel, two, this means something. Yeah, What does it mean? I, like, I felt like they kept teasing us they were like oh could it be this could it be that find out tomorrow um
0: but yeah and something I learned this I feel like I already knew it but I this learning was reinforced mm-hmm. is that the bible operates on a different time system almost or so this when we're saying 2300 days it's prophetic yeah. timing right mm-hmm. and so what does that mean
1: I think um, the answer to that is actually found in Ezra. Is it Ezra? No, no. Ezekiel. Ezekiel, you're right. Yes. Um, where we're told that like uh, a day is... A year. Is a year, basically. One day equals one year, basically. Exactly. Ezekiel 4, 6. There we go.
0: So I, it took me a while, especially now there's another layer of maths that we have to understand here. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as saying 2,300 days because actually the days that we're referring to in 2,300 is a year. Yeah. So
1: 2,300 years? Yeah, basically. Basically. Mm. So that was Sunday. Sunday is when it starts by telling us the vision that Daniel has at the end of Daniel 8. And then it comes with an explanation of the vision in Daniel nine. And as I said to you last last time, because we love sleeping. yeah, <laughs> I, I feel so sorry for poor Daniel man. Oh Whoa. cause like you literally he's having visions and they're stressing him out so much. Uh, it actually yeah. says like Daniel eight, Daniel fainted and exclaimed, I was astonished by the vision, but no one understood it. Do you mm. know how annoying it is? Like like Okay, so I did maths with stats in. Um, oh, look at you, smarty, smarty oh, no. pants! I told maths with you I was stats. Just, yeah. I got you, but I'm joking. <laughs> did you get you uh, for real? No, no, I did. Oh, yeah. I did it. Um, I got I go and e. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Okay, let's. Those are the kind of grades I get A
0: levels. (laughs) Yeah, anyway.
1: But maths with stats was so annoying when because it's quite long. Okay, when you're like trying to find the the answer and you're working with your calculator and you think, okay, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, and then something goes wrong. There is nothing more frustrating than not understanding a mathematical equation. Very frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like I, I don't understand. I don't get this. So I can't imagine how Daniel must have felt (laughs) when he's having all these dreams and he's like what is happening? What is going on? What What are these 2,300 days? What does this even mean? Yeah. And
0: everyone... So you'll find Daniel's second vision within Daniel 8 Mm -hmm. and in particular from 14 onwards where Mm -hmm. it says 2,300 days and then the sanctuary will be cleansed and then it talks about a ram and a goat. And the angel Gabriel comes down and explains to Daniel... Yo, this is what the ram and goat thing means. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel's like, all right, calm, bless, fine, thank you. He, he didn't say that word for word. Just read <laughs> read it in Daniel 8. But then, like Michelle has said, he was left like bewildered, mm-hmm. confused, as you would like to say, Michelle, crinkum, crankum <laughs> in his head. <laughs> and, and then you read on to Daniel 9 and and actually what I understood was that Uh, The angel Gabriel came back to explain what the 2300 days meant Mm. But not until like 12 years after that initial vision Can you imagine? So uh, you've left me confused for 12 years 12 years Basically, approximately So I'm like 12 years a slave to confusion (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't like being confused No I mean, I was really confused this week as I studied this And look how frustrated we were Yeah Mm. So, so then one thing that I, I actually really admired, so Daniel 9, mm-hmm. we're told that he basically prayed, he fasted, he even wore sackcloth mm. to really help get an understanding of what this, this vision was. He, he actually prayed to God, a juicy, big prayer. Mm. And, and the question is, what was Daniel's response to the vision of the 2300 days? And what was God's response to him? Now, it's clear to me that his immediate response was one, confusion. But then immediately he realized, I need to seek God. Mm. I need to earnestly seek God about this. Mm. And so he did. And as it says there, the angel came down. Pretty much he was like, Soo- no sooner than you started praying, I got sent down here.
1: Yeah, swift, like the word was sent to me as you were praying. Exactly. swift, swift. <laughs> swift. Um how did I say oh actually there's also another message in that that sometimes we pray about things and we're expecting an answer immediately. Mm, And mm. when we don't get an answer, we think God's not speaking to us. When actually He's telling you to wait, and that message or or what you're praying for, what you're asking for, He's going to deliver it how He sees fit for you. So it might be a week, it might be 10 years, it might be 20 years, but wait on the Lord regardless. Amen. Mm. So, so moving on to Monday's topic, mm-hmm.
0: the two thousand three hundred days and the end time. That's what Monday's subject is called. Mm-hmm. Now, Amish, what did you think of that
1: day? Uh, two thousand three hundred. I was just confused. <laughs> uh, I w- I was in a state of confusion the whole time. Yeah, and and so, but I knew like. I knew it meant something. So once I spoke to my dad and he told me, oh, this, like me and my dad actually got on the phone and mm-hmm. it was so much fun. I felt like it was like the Da Vinci code of Ooh. the Bible because we like, like, obviously like he knew, but he was also trying to make me understand. And my dad, bless him, when he's when he's explaining something to me, he wants me to to understand it like to the fullest, okay? Mm-hmm. So he'll start right at the top. And I'm like, no, dad, I, I know I know that bit. Like, you know, like dad was one yeah. plus one. So Matt is a way you add things to get okay let's move on um but yeah so i when i then spoke to my dad and he explained what the 2300 and we did a, a quick study um it, it i got excited because oh, wow. I, I now I, I kind of understood what was happening um yeah i think when revelations
0: happen and stem from god it is exciting though yeah you can't help but get excited because you're like, God, right, you're really speaking to me. Mm. And so that's why when we're talking about Daniel and how Gabriel came down to to explain something to him direct from basically uh, instruction from God, mm. I'd be gassed. Mm. I don't know if it was, yeah, if it was me, definitely. I'd be like, rah, God really thinks it's worth sending an angel yeah. to me for. Yeah. So it, it basically says here in Daniel 9 that... While I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. So that's what it says in Mm -hmm. um, NKJV version. I found it, again, just so encouraging to actually earnestly seek God. And you just don't know Mm. how God will respond. And you don't know what's already in the works. So for instance... My guy was was in torment about this confusion. Mm-hmm. And he's praying, he's fasting, we're told he's fasting. And little does he know that God is already sending an angel your way. Mm-hmm. So just think about that next time you're seeking God and you're thinking there's no answer, what's going on? I'm confused and, and not even confused. Sometimes we're scared. Sometimes we're hungry. Sometimes we think this is, the, this is it, rock mm-hmm. bottom. You just don't know what's around the corner. Mm. You don't even know what, what kind of things God has uh, moving right now behind the scenes.
1: Oh, there is why things are happening the way they are. And we'll never know until it happens. Like, oh,
0: that's what that's God was trying what, to tell me. Yeah. Mm. And, and the angel Gabriel actually even says to Daniel this time that you are dearly beloved, greatly beloved. Do you know how amazing that sounds? Oof. It's... It, the, the the thing is that I don't think we all come to realize and understand is that this doesn't just apply strictly to Daniel. It's not just a message to Daniel. Mm. We are all, each and every single one of us, greatly beloved. Mm.
1: So, okay, now let's go into the angel's instruction to Daniel, which is um, Tuesday's lesson. So this is when um, Daniel goes to, no, the angel goes to Daniel. Kind of a continuation of what you were saying, about how he's greatly um loved but then he then says to him consider the matter and understand the vision so remember the vision is what he had before about about the 2300 days because the ram and the goat <laughs> had already been explained but the 2300 that the whole and, and then the will be cleansed. cleansed hadn't been explained to him so that's that's the vision that we're talking about so then when we then read Daniel 9 24 to 27 This is when it kind of starts getting into um, what the 2,300 days means. Um, And it's as we said, it is a prophetic message. Now, I know, like, I feel like we're now drawing it out because it was drawn out for us. (laughs) So shall we just go straight into it? And this will cover Tuesday, Wednesday, and a little bit of Thursday's lesson anyway. So let's just get into it. Tuesday, the angel's instruction to Daniel. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Now, as you were kind of saying, he obviously says to Daniel, greatly beloved. And then he says, consider,
1: right, and understand the vision. Get to know, basically. Yeah. And the vision that we're talking about is the 2,300 days and then the sanctuary will be cleansed. So now we know all about the sanctuary, that God wanted to dwell amongst his people um, and how they would always bring the, you know, on the Day of Atonement they'll bring the goats and then the high priest would enter the most holy place um and then he'll perform what what words shall I use for it? I don't want to say ritual because I, I don't know. I don't like I don't like ritual. It just sounds process, procedure. I don't really know what word to use. Ceremony, ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> A ceremony where um people would be kind of uh they'll admit their basically their sins and then they'll be yeah. kind of forgiven with the sprinkling of the blood. Um so that's that's the sanctuary. That that was the whole purpose of it. Uh-huh. Not the whole purpose of it, but part of the purpose of it. So now we're going into Daniel nine, twenty four. I'm gonna actually read it just so you can Understand how we felt when we read this. So it says, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for iniquity and to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up the, the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks. And threescore and two weeks, the street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. And after threescore and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself and the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary And the end thereof shall be with a flood, and unto the end of the war (laughs) desolations are determined. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week, and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Uh, Do you see what we mean? I'm not
0: laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because my brain... Shut (laughs) off.
1: Shut off. Shut off. (laughs) Even me, even now reading it, I almost got confused as if I didn't study this this week. But let's get into it. So the first portion says 70 weeks are determined for your people. Now we've already said 70 weeks is equivalent to... Seven, okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so in 70 weeks, there's seven days. So that makes 490 days. So that 490 days is equivalent to 490 years. years okay. Okay. So we're there. We're there. Um, and this, you already said in Ezekiel 4, six, and also Numbers 14.34, we are told that a day is equal to a year. Right? So here, Gabrielle tells Daniel that 490 years are cut off right? A cut off from what is what I was asking when I was reading this and it could be the only other time prophecy alluded to here which is the 2300 days Mm. of Daniel. Mm -hmm. So part of the verse said something about going for the commandment to restore and rebuild the temple. So I was like, okay, what year did that happen? And it actually happened, we see it in Ezra 7 and that's why I said Ezra last time because I remembered I read it in Ezra 7. So Ezra is he goes to uh the king, which was King Artaxerxes. Yeah, did I pronounce Artaxerxes? Him. Yeah, right. And then or nickname Xerxes. Arta, I'll nickname him Arta. (laughs) Um, and around that time, he actually says he reigned from four six four to four two four BC. And then it says, Ezra goes to see him in the seventh year of his reign. So that was 457 BC. Um, And that's when permission is given to rebuild Jerusalem. And this is directly linked to that first portion of Daniel's dream. Yes, yeah. Are we together? Have I lost you? (laughs) Have I lost you? No, 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 you haven't lost me. I'm here. And then the other portion says, until the Messiah, the prince... Um comes, and it says this will be sixty nine weeks after right mm-hmm. so sixty nine weeks times seven days is four hundred and eighty three days remember we said days is of course to years, so that's four hundred and eighty three years then he shall confirm a covenant with many, but for one week, but in the middle of the week uh it will be cut off now we know that when Christ started his ministry um He did it for three years Mm -hmm. and then he, like, his um, death happened. And then he was resurrected. I hope we're not, I hope I'm not losing people with this because it's just so, like, yeah.
0: What helped us, though, while we were studying this week, and we definitely encourage you to do that, is just search up, like, 2,300 days, like, visuals and diagrams Mm -hmm. and... Just even search up like visuals for da- Daniel 8 and Daniel 9. Mm-hmm. It just, it helps so much with really trying to see comprehend. See the timeline, yeah. Yeah, see the timeline.
1: Because even now trying to explain it, I'm like, I don't think I'm explaining it. It's hard correctly. to explain something no. that's really easy to understand visually almost. Yeah, yeah. But let's get to the point of it. The whole point of it is Daniel's vision here is actually directly linked to um, Jesus coming down on earth jesus's ministry jesus's death like it's literally intertwined it's almost as if it's actually prophetic everything that daniel saw in that dream then happened years after daniel had 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 the dream yeah i think that's amazing because god is a god of straightforwardness he'll always tell you what he's going to do before he does it like with noah and the ark he told those people that listen i'm a destroyer of and they're like, uh, no, we haven't seen rain in ages. It's not going to happen. And still God gave them direct instruction of what's going to happen. And then the flood came and everyone was like, oops, let us in. But yeah. it was too late. And then this whole message of God always tells us what's going to happen. He gives us, it's not a warning, but he, he gives us time to prepare. Mm. Can then be linked to the message that we've been reading in Revelations. Oh, yeah. Because we've been told by the first mess. But the first angel's message, you know, we have to fear God, we have to worship him, kinda of prepare. Yeah. Because he's the the hour of judgment is coming. Yeah. So now we know everything that's happened beforehand has come to pass. Mm-hmm. So this hour of judgment is also coming to pass. Like there is no maybe we got it wrong. Maybe it's not going to work. This is a prophetic message and we're all listening to it. And now that we know about it, we we need to prepare our minds and our hearts and actually work towards um, that day or that hour of judgment. 100%. I think sometimes the problem is we ourselves, we don't
0: realize or we don't discern what God is telling us. Mm. So, for instance, God may be being so clear with us and giving us that clear undeniable instruction you've just said god is a is a straightforward direct god he's clear with us he communicates with us especially Mm. in a timely manner the problem is sometimes the the people he's communicating to they're not listening Mm. or it's not really clicking in their minds especially the need for for urgency for for preparation Mm. is missing i think often i i fell into this forum recently I'm not usually on Reddit, and I can't remember why I was on Reddit this week. Was it last week? Have you ever used Reddit? Yeah, I love it. Oh, do you love it? Yeah. I'm surprised by that. What do you use Reddit for?
1: I'd just be snooping around, nosing around people's issues and stuff. <laughs>
0: I, I think I must have Googled an issue. I can't remember what. I, I actually think it was something to do with, with church. Mm. And so I Googled, you know, Seventh Day Adventist, whatever. I ended up in a Reddit forum, and, and someone was complaining all Seventh-day Adventist people ever do is is talk about the second coming and the end times and the end of the world. Mm. Sick of it, this guy says. I'm sure he was like an ex-SDA person quite clearly based on his his um, forum name,
1: right? Oh. His profile
0: name. was <laughs> it like ex-SDA, ex-SDA? Don't go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that, right? Mm. And the problem I have with that kind of statement is, okay, one, I, I almost can see why he would say that because we do talk about the second coming. Mm-hmm. But the problem I have with that is, why is that bad? a bad thing? Why is that bad news? Is like, if you were in the middle of the road and a car was coming to get you or about to run you over, I'm going to tell you, yo, a car is about to come and run you over. Like, watch out. There's a car coming. Mm. Watch out. Mm. I'm going to keep warning you. Mm. So same way is we i feel like we do it out of a place of love or or generally that's what i would like to believe is yeah. that we we spread the gospel we share the news with people and it's coming from a place of love mm-hmm. and so i don't believe that the second coming is bad news or is annoying to listen to mm-hmm. or it's it's negative negative. I think sometimes people run away from church because they're like, oh, all they talk about is end times or the end of the world. What's wrong with that? Because we know at that point, Christ is coming back. Mm. So I just look forward to it, in fact, as crazy as that sounds.
1: 100%. Like, I feel like it's just going to be. And the thing is, like, I don't even know how to to even imagine it um, or, like, you know, like sometimes when you try to visualize, oh, what am I gonna do? Like, what are we actually going we to we be do? doing? <laughs> like, yeah, because you know, like now I have to wake up, I have to go to work, ugh, I have yeah. to like pay bills, ugh. like th- just everything that uh, is, yeah. adulting is just long. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, adulting but, is like, long. To think that one day there's going to be a day where like I don't have to, I don't have to see thank you for your payment and stuff
0: yeah. <laughs> like oh, what are yeah. we gonna be doing so yeah. I feel like
1: it's it's it should be quite exciting as well especially because it's a day that we get to meet our creator it's a day that we're going to meet people that possibly people that we've lost and and I hope I meet you there I hope like, I see I, you there do you know what I mean yeah. like I hope I hope we're there and you know I hope I hear that what what was the message that we heard last week about um these are the the, it was the Redeemer's Overcomers Do you remember? Yeah revelation, revelations revelations Overcomers Revelations Overcomers Like I want to be a Revelation yeah. Overcomers Like I am here. I want to be
0: hearing that I'm a good and faithful servant mm-hmm. I want to be hearing that I'm greatly beloved mm-hmm. All of these things I want to be there And that's something I look forward to So when we say end, end of the world Don't be scared mm. Now Wednesday's lesson The Messiah cut off
1: Cut off? What does that mean? It, literally, that like when <laughs> don't when, say it like that. <laughs> well, that's what they did to my Jesus, isn't it? When yeah, they 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 sacrificed him, and they they basically died for us, and that's when the Messiah was cut off. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah, no, you're correct. Oh, definitely, cause, like, I thought
1: you were looking at me like. Go what you talking about? No, 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 no. You're correct. Yeah. Now, if we look at
0: Romans five verses six to nine, it says, "For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us." Mm. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, shall we be saved from wrath through him. Now, as we mentioned, obviously Jesus Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And, and praise God because he, he was resurrected. Mm-hmm. But to, when we're reading Romans 5, verses 6 to 9, it's such a good point. Like rarely will someone die for any person. And... A good person that generally genuinely I can think of a handful of people I would die for, and it's definitely for my loved ones for mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Like your relatives. Mm. But if you asked me if I would die for some random person, I'm so sorry. The default answer was gonna be no. I'm just being completely real. And now imagine God, who sent his only son. To die for us, Messiah cut off, Mm.
1: and it's almost also just um just to further shows Daniel's vision coming to light or not coming fulfilled fulfilled. That's it. I was trying to think what's the word fulfilled because it literally says in Daniel um that he shall be cut off, but not for himself. So it wasn't for for him. It was never for him. It was never for him. It was for us. Yeah, he always understood the assignment. Mm
0: now earlier we talked about in leviticus and just generally throughout it's quite a a very well it's very complex the sacrificial system that we find in leviticus Mm -hmm. and also in the uh, in the kind of prophetic words because of jesus and his death that is now null and void the sacrificial system Mm.
1: Do you know, that's a good point because I always used to ask why everyone says Jesus died for me, but why did, why did he have to die for me? But then it all makes sense. When you understand. When you understand yeah. what used to happen before Jesus yeah. died for us. And then he became that, that ultimate sacrifice for all of us. Because it actually Amen. says that after he did that, that's when it all like halted, it all stopped. Yeah. Which, once again, fulfills the prophecy that we find in Daniel
0: Amen. It's mm-hmm. beautiful, and and really, I, I invite everyone to kind of study Leviticus and and just understand the old kind of past sacrificial system. Mm-hmm. So complex.
1: Maybe one day we'll do a study on it.
0: When we, when <laughs> well, we, we have. We've
1: just done that now. No, but I feel like we only touched the surface. Yeah. It's still so like even sometimes when I go back to reread up, I feel like we need. I need to study it so many times to understand the sacrificial system as well if you read when you read it you
0: actually see they sacrifice like for any mistake they do they have to go through a long process a Mm. long system it's like if they touch an unclean person or a sick person they gotta like it's just complex wait seven days days outside and yeah so i praise god for jesus's life so just just lastly on on Thursday, where we're talking about the year eighteen forty four, I laugh because Michelle, what happened
1: in October eighteen forty four? Oh, something called the Great Disappointment. <laughs> we were talking about
0: this this week. We, yeah, wasn't we it? were talking about this. And can you just run everyone through what the give everyone a nutshell overview of what the Great Disappointment is?
1: And you might need to help me with this, but um. Essentially, it was a man named Miller. Um, actually, they had studied the prophecy of Daniel as well. You know, the 2,300 yes, days. Yes. And they had calculated it according to what had happened in history with they done the maths, basically. They did the maths, <laughs> They got the maths. It, it was right. It was right. But they, they believed that 1844 was the year that Jesus was going to come the yeah. you know, second time. <laughs> And so, of course, if someone's telling you that Jesus is coming back, what you're gonna you're gonna prepare. I'm, I'm not going. I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna tell my boss I don't need you. Yeah. I'm gonna sell my house. I'm gonna sell my stuff, everything, and just wait. And they waited. So this is yeah. And it's, they waited. And nothing came. It was very disappointing. It very was greatly disappointing. Great, great disappointment. Great disappointment. And do you know what? Like, I don't want to cuss them out because I don't know what I would have done in that moment. But the same Bible tells us that no one knows, you know. No one knows the the hour, not even the angels. Mm. So that was above an oversight on on them. But it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. God is still coming. Yeah. Just no one knows the hour.
0: Mm. And that's the problem is we, there's no point of us, when people ask, when is, you know, God coming back or or, when is that? No one knows Mm. when he's returning because it comes like a thief in the night Mm. as we read. And so... This is why it's so important and urgent that we prepare ourselves for Jesus' return. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know if it's in an hour. You don't know if it's tomorrow. You don't know if it's next year or a hundred years from now. Mm. But the point is... It's going
1: to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Cool. So... 1844. Now we know was a great disappointment, and you know they had miscalculated what that actually meant. Yes, but let's take us back it. a little bit and explain that earthly sanctuary that we're talking about with the Day of Atonement, and we actually got help with this because it's a struggle. Again, it's a struggle. We're still learning. So we know that what it says is that once the high priest went into the most holy place. Um, kind of when people are afflicted for their sin uh, if he came out of that place and you were still found with sin then you would be cut off as in like that's it, it's all over it's game over it's game over for you so what we now see if we're looking at prophecy because remember whatever happened on earth like this this whole thing whatever's about to happen the cleansing of a sanctuary is a direct reflection of, of what's happening in heaven yes right so right in 1844 is when Christ entered the most holy. Place. Yes. So that's why like now we're actually being judged or our sin is being blotted out. Yes. And so his return when he comes back is similar to when the high priest exited the most the, yeah. exited exited the, yeah. the most holy place. And remember it says if you're still found with sin when the high priest came out. It's game over. Don't cry. Don't beg. <laughs> so, when Jesus comes back in that hour of judgment, that's, that's it. That's it for you. Like, if you haven't atoned for your sins, if you hadn't, if you have not turned um, and you know, returned to Christ, that's it for you. So, basically, the message is <laughs> right now is a time where we are supposed to be kind of, um, not kind of, actually, um, what's the word I'm looking Preparing for? Preparing. Uh, blotting out your sins confessing changing
0: your ways we're being transformed Mm -hmm. God should be at work in your life and this is the time the time is now when we're saying why is it that we keep talking about Christ's second return why is it that we're talking about end times it's because when that time comes that's it Mm -hmm. so we must ensure that we have patterned ourselves correctly so that you're not cut off Eh, Amen, and that's what this week's study was like we hope that you guys have been blessed or been able to receive a word today Mm -hmm. and before we wrap things up we just want to leave you all again as the running tradition we are trying to set a be virtuous challenge Mm -hmm. now our challenge for you as you go about this new week is simply share god's word god's word with someone someone that you may not know or someone that doesn't believe in god maybe a colleague maybe a friend maybe a stranger in the street but share a word from god to them
1: amen Have thanks a good for week. tuning in guys bye, bye.